0: Fanboys boys and fangirls, welcome to another edition of Talking Pop with the Franchise and Biko. It's your podcast of all things pop culture. I am your host, the franchise, and join me is my co-host, my brother in the same owner, Biko.
1: Hello
0: guys. Um, we wanted to uh, start this episode with, you know, of course if you were in the sports world or um, the thing that happened yesterday was uh, the, the sports world, best week, the world of basketball, lost um, Kobe Bryant at the age of 41 years old. He and his daughter and seven other victims were, were caught in a deadly helicopter crash. Um, funny one thing was, you know, I didn't know about it because you know I was at home with my folks and you know I went to go visit them to because we were watching World Rumble later on, and you know I was going through social media, and then one of my buddies on social media posted you know a link to an article. And then Kobe's picture, you know, I thought, you know, this can't be real, you know. Or, you know, I thought there was like a fake article or something, you know, from The Onion or something. And when I clicked on it, um, yeah, I mean, this was like around, I believe it was like around 12 o'clock. Almost like 12 o'clock and like a little after like 12, our time, like local time. And apparently it happened like TMZ Sports first reported it. it. happened, like, around 947 local time there. And, um... That, you know, like, the helicopter crashed near the mountains by the foothills by, um, Calabasas, California. And they were able to recover the manifest of that particular helicopter, and it was a registered to one Kobe Bryant. And based on the manifest, he wasn't the only, uh, passenger on board. And... It was him, his um thirteen year old daughter Gianna or Gigi and a couple of people. Um guess um they were on their way to a basketball practice for his daughter's team and the Mama Academy and unfortunately um their copyright crashed. and you know and then we were gonna watch the Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl was on two o'clock and then pretty much, you know, the rest of the world caught on to the news and um to me it's like Pretty much nobody wanted to work, you know. Because it kind of showed how big of an impact a player is to be in basketball and out, on and off the court. And, you know, it... I mean, especially losing the daughter died as well. It's kind of, you know, it kind of makes you think about your family as well. And, you know, a loss. And, you know, there was a, a lot of tributes to them. And, um... You know, and like they're you know the broadcasters were doing their job. You know they're trying to save face, and you know it that gets it's all of process because you know I grew up on MJ through his tail end of his career, but with Kobe, you know it was around '96 when he got drafted by the Charlotte Hornets, and you know he got traded to the Lakers, um, and. You know, basically followed his career as well. Even though I was a Bulls fan, you know, it was something about this player, Kobe Bryant, you know, pretty much I, pretty he followed him throughout his whole career. And, you know, up to when he retired, you know, four years ago, you know, being 20 years from the team, five championships. Pretty much I followed the Lakers a little bit pretty much after Phil Jackson left the Bulls and he started coaching to L.A. And, of course, they went through that three-peat. Um... Of course. um everywhere you go people want to be like Kobe like honestly Kobe was like the Lex MJ you know he's one of the goats you can put him up there in the same pedestal as Bill Russell um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar Ray Magic Johnson Larry Bird yeah MJ Dr. J I mean you can put him up there in that same pedestal um, like I said um, you know I was watching like the tributes um, Alicia Keys you know they had the Grammys last night and they open up the show. Um, they sing. She sang like "It's hard to say goodbye." And they had a um, voice of man come out on stage with her. And you know, she talked about all that, about Kobe. You know, you know, condolences, the prayers to the to the Brian family and the victims of this crash. And they sang the song. And you know, and I was watching like the videos on YouTube. You know, like the NBA's reactions and the Spurs and Raptors as soon as they found out. Um, they decided, uh, in the first possessions, they were going to do 20, 20, two twenty uh, 22 24 second violations as a tribute to Kobe Bryant. So as soon as the fans caught on, they started cheering or started chanting Kobe, Kobe, and, and, um, listening to the postgame interviews, you know, all the players that were impacted, you know, they, they saw Kobe when they were kids and when they were growing up because Kobe was like their MJ of their generation. And I mean, it's, it's tough. But, you know, I mean, I remember that one game it was on the ESPN or one of the highlights were Kobe tore his Achilles. He blew out his Achilles, but he got fouled, and he had still had to go take his free throws. So he toughed it out and made his two free throw shots before going back, like, lipping back to the training room to get checked out. And they said he blew his Achilles. So it was like, it was that that kept and toughness. To, to play on i know the nba last night they canceled right. a few games um mass square garden you know they lit up the, uh, the colors outside the lights outside Massacre garden purple and gold in honor of uh, kobe Bryant, and then one of the highlights on the on the video of the reactions um mike ream who was the broadcaster on espn um choked up you know i mean it's it's a tragedy you know and a guy like and funny thing is, um uh, his short film "Dear Basketball, he won a cameo He was the first athlete to win a cameo Award for an animated short for "Dear Basketball that he helped like, you know, narrate, help produce and you know, it's hard. I mean, honestly, I have an MJ. I know Biko, you probably had Kobe growing up.
1: I had MJ too.
0: And you had MJ a little bit well, but
1: yeah, I don't know what else to say about Kobe other than like he's gonna be missed. Uh, I would have. I thought he was going to be a coach later Later, if he'd be, he thought to ever come back into the NBA in some capacity, but um, unfortunately we won't see that. Um, but it was nice to see that he was still doing basketball things and involving his family in it and him kind of, I guess you could say, mentoring his daughter into being a basketball player. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of a sad day. For the NBA and um, him being so iconic around the world, and like not a lot of NBA people go through that. Like the other one I can say now is Braun kind of transcends it the world the two, but like you, they're only a dime a dozen. You don't get a lot of these people, so I think that's why it's uh, you see him getting quote quoted around the internet um, and just everyone kind of going out and saying their piece. Uh, I don't think that just happens to any NBA player, so um, you couldn't kind of see the impact that Kobe did. Um, yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, you know, so just going to today's episode, you know, like I said, it, it impacted me hard a little bit because, like I said, I was an M- I'm an MJ fan, and you know, but I had respect for Kobe Bryant for his competitive, his toughness on the on the court, you know when it was the Bulls and Lakers versus Lakers, you know, the rivalry, the competitors between him and Kobe when Jordan's last year was with the Bulls. And um, it it was, you know, great seeing that in Kobe, you know, when they won the championship with Shaq and Rick Fox and, and Phil. And um, he's one of the players I do respect. You know, I, I haven't watched NBA that long. I haven't watched basketball long like, a long time now. It's been years now, but um, just the people that he impacted and the players of this generation, how he influenced their, you know, desire to get into the game of basketball and, you know, they see him as a hero, as an icon and he will be missed, you know, and then he was working on getting his daughter, like, teaching her the mentality and fundamentals of basketball and, um, it's, you know, like I said, um, all respect to the other victims as well, you know, they were all part of the team that, you know, that Kobe was helping coaching and stuff. And, and I saw this clip from them today. Um, the husband of the wife, who was the assistant coach of Kobe's, like, daughter's, like, basketball team, he, you know, talked about, you know, a lot of things about his wife. And, and uh, you know, being tough out there, because it's kind of hard when you lose somebody. Um. But knowing them, they, they want you to move on. And I think Kobe would have, like, you know, being the competitor and the toughest he is, he would, like, he would, the show must go on, you know. Um, but like I said, prayers and condolences to the Bryant family and the victims of the crash, you know. It's, like I said, it's something that, you know, a lot of things can happen, you know. It's, like, life, you know. That's what the saying YOLO, you only live once comes to mind, but you know, take your time I mean, to me it's like when it comes to like family and stuff, really, you know make sure you spend enough time with your family because you never know what can happen. You know, anything can happen. As soon as you leave the house, anything can happen. Just take the most you can with your life. Create an impact that you can leave a lasting legacy. And Kobe did that. He left a big legacy, you know, in the game of basketball stuff ah fun on the core, you know. He was trying to help develop the next generation of athletes and, you know, doing ventures for other things as well and and it's just it you know, it's tough, you know? And, you know, they show the thing with Neymar and Neymar did like a little tribute to Kobe, you know after he scored like the penalty goal, he did like he put up his fingers with the number twenty four because that was Kobe's number. I think the Atlanta Hawks, Trey Young War number eight in honor of Kobe Bryant, and he did like an eight-second backcourt violation in honor of Kobe. And yeah, I mean, like I said, the basketball world and the sports world lost an icon yesterday. I would say he was pretty much the MJ of this generation. Like MJ was part of our generation, so wanted to. you know, open up the episode, you know, on a somber note, but like I said, like Kobe would, would have won, you know, the show must go on. Um, So, let's get to the next part of business. Um, Last night, you know, WWE had the Royal Rumble. You know, it's the annual January event, and it's pretty much, um, I know Biko's not much of a wrestling guy that much anymore, but he had a fortunate uh, scene, with, scene with me and the folks last night. Um, I mean, it's one of those things you'd love to enjoy because, I mean, it's 30 people over the top row where was to shot at WrestleMania. And they they did this event, you know, last year they did it in Arizona, at Chase Field. The previous year they did it at the Alamo Dome. So it's like, it was kind of cool. They decided to do it in our big stadium. They did it at Maid Park. Um, of course, they did the home of the Astros. Of course, you know, the Astros and their little things right now. I mean, we're going to make this like a sports podcast. Um, but, um... The show was good. I mean, the Royal Rumble was actually great. Um, it was actually decent. You know, yeah, like forty-two thousand fans. You know, there were a lot of speculations um, of who's going to make an appearance in the Royal Rumble, um, especially men's and women's. You know, and then you know, even they had sports bets. You know, of who's going to make an appearance on there, who was going to win. And the funny thing was, CM Punk's name was in that sports bet like the odds on. It. It's funny because he. He wasn't gonna be in there. He's he's working for Fox. He's not working for WWE. He, he's right now. He's willing to talk about the product, but not pretty much participate in it. So it's like I know we're still hoping, guys. If you're a fan of hoping to make at least like an appearance in a WWE live event, but you know, contractual obligations. He's with Fox. So it's like, but it was cool to see who they're gonna pick as their next person. Who they're gonna to try to push. Um, of course, with the women's, it was a good women's match. I mean, we did see some. Some interesting returns. Um, We saw Naomi making her return from injury. She came back from injury. Um, We saw, um, man, Beth Phoenix, you know. She came in there and apparently um, she got injured. Like, she cut into the back of her head. Like, I guess at the ring post because I didn't notice at first, you know, until later on in the match when she was, like, one of the final participants almost that she was bleeding from the back of her head. But she kept going. Like, her toughness, like, she kept going and it's like... Um, and she was a, almost be like, one of the finals, and, of course, um, Charlotte Flair ended up winning, so we had to see who she picks, you know, as her WrestleMania opponent, so that was interesting to decide to pick Charlotte, um, Becky, uh, Becky Lynch still retained the Raw Championship, so she still holding over Asuka, Bailey hold over Lacey Evans, I thought that match could have been better. Because, honestly, they, that couldn't be more. I know they did some kind of a build. I haven't followed SmackDown so much, but I wish the build was a little bit better, uh, better on that one. Uh, the pre-show matches were in the, were good as well, like Sheamus and Shorty G, you know. Sheamus making his return from injury, and then Andrade and going against Humberto Carillo, and, you know, pushing Andrade's like the big heel right now. I mean, their ladder match for the team, Andrade and Rey Mysterio, was crazy on Raw. That's all the highlights of that. Uh, I know there were talks of possibly doing a mask versus hair match at WrestleMania, Mm. That'd be kind of cool. Like even Rey Mysterio went out and say hey, he'll do that. You know, put his mask on the line. I guess Andrade. That'd be kind of cool. WrestleMania match to see for the U.S. Championship. Um, let's get on to the men's Royal match. I mean, there were like 26 confirmed competitors, and you know there were four spots open. So, we didn't know who was going to fill this order for spots, you know. Of course, people went on Twitter uh, tweeting, like, who, like, I guess um there were screenshots outside in May Park of they were doing, the video testing for the Tron mm-hmm. videos, and of course, they saw, like, NDP, so he was one of the rumored ones. People were hoping, like, CM Punk took one of those spots, or Cain Velasquez was, like, you know, they were thinking he was in the area, he was going to be participating. Undertaker was seeing in the Houston area as well, but he could have been just doing, like, uh, just visiting the crew backstage and stuff, so. Um, and of course the speculation about Edge because, you know, but of course he was on Twitter saying, I'm at home, wife's at work, you know, he's with the kids, you know, so people were hoping him because I know months ago he was like, he went to go see doctors to get revalued again because, you know, he had to retire in 2011 due to spinal stenosis from the fusion neck surgery he had. Um, he was trying to get a second pin. Of course there were rumors that he signed like a new deal with them, like a three year deal with them. I thought it would be like a legend Legends contract just to, for merchandising and making them, you know, reunion show appearances. So going to the World Rumble, I mean, yeah, of course Brock Lesnar, he was number one. He was the first entrant, and of course, you know, it became pretty much like the first half of the World Rumble was mostly Brock Lesnar versus one opponent every time he came out, like the minute and a half. And
1: with the Brock Lesnar show for a bit,
0: right? Yeah, it was pretty much like the Brock Lesnar show, and you know, it's like. It's like Vince is trying to generate more heat on Brock Lesnar because, you know, he's a part timer. He only makes certain periodic appearances, so it's like he hardly wrestles on Raw. He don't even wrestle on Raw. So either he does, like, segments on Raw, but he's a part-time, so he works. That's why people hate him. It's like, how much heat can you get? It's like, put him in a world Bowl match and generate that much heat for him. So I think the reason why he did that just to generate more heat on Brock Lesnar, going into Mania, and to find out who they're going to push. Just to get them more heat on Brock, and I mean the world, the men's world was not bad. Um, like I said, most of the first half was mostly Brock. Like Beagle was saying, like the Brock Lesnar show was like pretty much, and then of course start getting heated when more competitors came in. Drew McIntyre came in, he was a hell against Brock. Um, basically the only the surprise appearances we had was MVP Montavious Porter making his appearance. He was wearing like a Black Panther inspired ring gear. And people were like, wow, he's going to be on there, even though, like, last week he was on the Chris Jericho Raging Wrestling Cruise. So he was there, and that was crazy. He came back, and then, you know, and then the biggest pop at number 21 was Edge. <laughs> Made a surprise, to, you know, return. It was, like, unexpected, and the whole place went crazy, like, the people's reactions were crazy when he popped out and his music played and everything, and... You know, and then, of course, uh, the little thing with him and Randy Orton, same, because they used to be a tag team back in the day. Like, 2007, they were, like, a tag team. So, seeing him, and then he disappeared pretty much everybody. Um, I think the big thing was that spot that AJ did to sell, you know, Edge's spear. He tried to so, sell like he flipped over, but I think he got hurt in that match because he was holding his arm, and Baron Corbin was, like, King Corbin was trying to get him. I think he talked to Corbin, saying, hey, I'm hurt, you know, and then he went over to Edge and hey, throw me over because... I bet you AJ would have held on longer, but he got hurt, so they had to do a change in plans. And, of course, Brock got eliminated by Drew McIntyre, and the whole crowd went cheering <laughs> because he they got, they got out of it. And then, of course, it went down to the final three, which was like Edge, Roman Reigns, and Drew McIntyre. Of course, Edge ended up getting eliminated. Um, and before that it was Randy Orton was one of the final four, and, you know, Edge... Randy Orton was about to betray, um, <laughs> Randy, uh, Randy Orton's about to betray Edge until so Edge got the hand on Randy Orton. That's probably going to set up a program possibly between those two for Mania. That'd be kind of cool to see Edge versus Randy Orton for Mania because they used to be tag team partners in the past. So I wondered that a little thing at the Royal Bowl was kind of like a teaser. And because we don't know what Edge's deal is, maybe it's, like, making a certain amount of appearances only probably on a limited basis because, I mean, he has, they have, he and Beth have kids at home, so it's like, they have to make time for them. And, um, End up being, you know, Edge ended up getting eliminated and end up being Roman Reigns, the director. And everyone's head's like, oh no, Roman Reigns again, he's gonna get pushed again. But nope, Drew McIntyre eliminated Roman Reigns with the big ass Claymore kick and he became the guy. And I know there's been rumors that he was supposed to be like the push. I mean, when he got let go by WWE back in 2014 because, you know, with the whole net, when the network launched, you know, a lot of wrestlers were bringing let go in that process. Because they wanted to, uh, they thought that he wasn't going to be that big um, singles competitor. Because he was a, he was like a former, like he wasn't going to be the push. So he left. You know, he became you know big star in indies. Um, became champion at one point for Impact Wrestling at that point, and then of course his contract expired. Went back to WWE. Signed a deal with NXT, and in that short time, um, he became NXT champion. For a while and then he got pushed and he got moved to the main roster where honestly he's a big guy, you know, he's a tall person and he did put him like programs with Dolph Ziggler and all that stuff to be his partner and so He was always but honestly his big drive was being like a singles competitor and of course they put him that program with rings and at last year's WrestleMania. And I think they were like Vince was trying grooming him to see how much of a draw he can be. Because when you're, like, when it comes to, like, the, the world of professional wrestling, it's, like, you got to be, like, you got to see how they're going to market you, you know? Like, you're going to be representing the company. When you're champion, you're basically representing the company. Yeah, I think it's just Vince trying to find a way to push, like, certain wrestlers to be that face. Because, honestly, people were hoping John Cena was going to make an appearance, but nope, he wasn't. wanted well, didn't make an appearance here, so... I think, like, Drew McIntyre could be the face, you know. I could see him possibly winning the championship at WrestleMania, depending who he picks. Because he had The Fiend, who retained against Daniel Bryan in that strap match, so we'll see what championship... But based on that Royal Rumble, I get The feel I'm leaning towards that tonight he's going to pick well, Brock Lesnar as his opponent for Mania. Because there was like a little stare down between him and Brock. After Brock Unlimited. eliminated, there was like a big stare down between them two. And we'll see how it goes, but overall... Royal Rumble, that was a good event. You know, it was actually better than last year. Um, we'll have to wait and see what they're going to do for next year's Rumble. And, of course, Mania is April 5th this year. It's going to be in Tampa, Florida, you know, at the Buccaneer Stadium. So, um, looking forward to that as well. Um, Biko, you got anything you want to share your name, topic-wise?
1: How about the Royal
0: Rumble? Like, your reaction was, I know you saw the match. I mean...
1: Um, it's just the same as I thought it, would. it was. It was cool. That they gave it to some weird other guy that I don't know who it is. Um, but it was nice that they changed it up. Uh, Brock Lesnar was really boring as usual. Um, it just for him to do whatever they kept repeating the record. It got really hammed in, and then I was like, oh, so they not just on purpose. They're really trying. They were doing so hard to just sell you on it. The fact that the record is thirteen. The record thirteen.
0: During eliminations, yeah.
1: And it was like every other word. Like ah. Oh, I what the record is so you're just watching and like oh so each guy throws and then once you start throwing in so many guys were like it was nice to see you buddy so like it was cool to see them break character and kind of like chum it up with their people for a bit or say hi what's up and then go back to business um other than that uh i think it went relatively quick um once the last guys came, I think it got annoying once, uh, what's his name, came in? Um, uh, uh, the Monday Messiah. Oh,
0: Seth Rollins? Yeah.
1: Once that guy came in like, with all the other chums, like, it got... Really oh, annoying. like it was all it was, like, faction? Yeah, Yeah, because, like, it was more of a distraction. They got really annoying, because they, then they just beat, beat up on them, and then the other guys were still on the outside of the ring. So, like, that was okay, but it just... It was it for it, him being one of the last guys it was a big distraction that like I would much rather have, would have had that going on in the middle of the match because like mm-hmm. I feel like it gets kind of stagnant and I think this match lacked the ring being completely full of dudes
0: yeah that's there like I said that's the one thing you know and,
1: like it was just completely quick
0: yeah because that's the whole person we' like, only way until like the whole ring fill up but yeah, yeah it was it mostly looked... like I said the half of it was the Brock Lesnar show and and it it just I mean like I say all hats off to Drew McIntyre you know it was cool to see somebody else different win and like I said I think too that World Roma kind of helps set up like future feuds because I know the program right now they got it's, it's Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins right now in their feud they got some Samoa Jones in the mix so and of course you know Seth Rollins going through that whole heel phase um, as the Monday Night Messiah and he has his faction now with Buddy Murphy AOP so um. And, of course, you know, Edge coming back. I think, to me, that kind of, like, took away a little bit because, you know, Edge, you know, guy who hasn't been around since nine years, you know, he had to retire in 2011 due to his neck. And they had him go out there, he looked good. I mean, he was jacked, and, you know, it was funny between him and Randy Orton <laughs> when he went out there. They're, they're like, talking and shit, and they took a break. Like you said, like, people that you haven't seen in a while, it's like, you're in a reunion, it's like, hey, buddy, I haven't seen you in a while. So it's like, they took, they broke character a little bit, just the... Puck fun at each other Like Randy was like Looking at Edge Like hey. He's looking at Edge Like hey you got your abs man What the fuck <laughs> They were like it up A little bit And then of course it did a little Team R Rated RKO Peer reunion you know, A little bit Like a mini reunion Until you know You saw y'all you know, Randy Orton He's the viper The apex predator They're about to Give him the RKO Out of nowhere And I wonder if that's Going to set up Like a program You know Down the line Because I will see Like I will see Like that would be cool To see at WrestleMania Edge versus Randy Orton At Mania That would be kind of Cool match Like, it'll be Edge's first WrestleMania match since 2011 because, like I said, his last match was against Alberto Del Rio in 2011, WrestleMania 27, for the World Heavyweight Championship. And, of course, you know, like I said, Edge had to retire afterwards because of his neck. And that was, like, you know, Edge's last match. Um, Like I said, it was an overall enjoyable event. You know, it was enjoyable. You know, Oscar match and Becky Lynch match was really good. Um, I also saw the takeover last night and the, the NXT versus NXT UK. That was a really good show. Um, Imperium won against Natosphere. Of course, there was like a big injury during that match. Um, Max wolfie Wolf. He actually took a knee, uh, kicks a knee strike with the to the chin. He was knocked out. Basically, legitimately knocked out. They like pulled him to the backstage. Because he literally got knocked out. He like went limp as soon as he got hit in the chin. He went limp, and then, you know. People say, oh, wrestling's fake, but not. Sometimes, you know, mistakes do happen. You know, people do get hurt. That's why they usually have, like, training staff on the side or if the refs see something, you know. Because like I said, refs are the eyes also, but they, they can tell if the wrestler's hurt or legitimately hurt. Like, hey, you know, I'm hurt, you know. And sometimes they have to do a last-minute change. And that's what happened last night in a round match with AJ Styles. Like, he took that spear from Edge. He was probably going to take that spear from him, but he was trying to sell as much by flipping over. But I think he landed awkwardly on his shoulder. At first I thought it was his neck, but he kept holding his shoulder. And that's when, you know, he told the Russians, hey, I'm hurt. And he pointed over to Edge, hey, eliminate me, I'm hurt, you know, so I can get looked in the back. Mm-hmm. And we'll see how it goes because who knows what the program they're going to have for him set up with. So, like I said, you know, Royal Rumble is the road to WrestleMania, so we still got February to go through. And then, of course, the whole month of March until – because WrestleMania is until April, so we got two more months. Till WrestleMania, like, seven days away, they were saying. Um, trying to think of anything else that's going on. I don't know if you got anything else, Pico. Go. I'm going to go through the news and see. But I know the Kobe thing kind of, like, took over a little bit.
1: <laughs> no, I mean, uh, I think the wrestling just, um, you know, it's what it is, I guess. Didn't, that the match, just, you know, a bunch of people have more, more people in the, in the thing, just in the ring in general. But it went by rather quickly, uh. Other than that, um, we just have football, I guess, next week. Super the Super Bowl. Coming up, so, uh, I don't know. I didn't really have much coming to come into this episode because I couldn't really think of anything other than Kobe. I didn't want it to be super sad. But, uh, um, no, I'm just looking to see who's going to fucking win the Super Bowl already. Uh, I'm looking forward to see what commercials come out, hopefully any cool movie trailers. Uh, I'm hoping we're going to see something by Disney or Marvel to... to and even if it's like a little commercial for a for a car, I don't give a fuck. Like just something. If they throw in something, that'd be kinda cool. Or we get a commercial for the Matrix. I don't know. Something cool would be nice. Oh you know, we
0: did see Mr. Peanut dying. Yeah, I mean The, the death movie. of Mr. Peanut, that was like one of the big things earlier last week that was because planners decided to shoulder um commercial early. But this was a reverse Super Bowl ad early, and pretty much uh, they went on Twitter to the point that it said to, from the estate of Mr. Pina that he passed away <laughs> at the age of 104. So, um, yeah, it was, like I said, this is it's one of those things where, you know, this is like a tough episode, you know, just to go on and, you know, after the events of yesterday, and it's, you know, it's tough, but like, but like, like Kobe said, like, with his competitiveness and his drive, you know, show him what's going on, and the thing we did was we watched the World Rumble and I'm just looking at possibly... Like I said, the, the Super Bowl coming up, you know, there's always the new commercials and possible movie trailers are probably going to show. Chances are, I'm assuming Marvel's probably going to show like Captain Marvel or something. Like the last, like, final trailer before that movie's out. I think it comes out like May, I believe that it comes out. Um, I believe it's May and that's supposed to come out. And, um... And of course, uh... Oh, yeah, and I just read today. Um, I saw today that they moved up uh, Flash and um, um, Winter Soldier and the Falcon. Mm-hmm. They moved it to an August of this year um, release date, release that's window. Cool. So that's gonna come out like in August now. They pushed that up, um, and of course, uh, I think Arrow is supposed to end this week, this week or next week because on Netflix I went on because I'm watching, I'm still behind on Arrow. They're showing oh the last season of Arrow will be available February eighth. On Netflix. Because I think like this season of we Arrow was only like 10 episodes. And right now it looks like. Uh, speaking of Edge. It looks like they the adds it, add Edge back to the active roster. though it does not yet have a brand associate we'll with him. Uh, check on Doty.com. Superstars page confirm confirmed. Just listen on their website once again. Also the Wrestling Votes Twitter page. I just need more to saying. Are ready to Superstars sign for significant money? Um... Like I said, he he came in. He came in last night to twenty one. The whole place, whole place went nuts. I like the bigger pop was when Brock Lesnar got eliminated. So like everyone started cheering, and that was like a big thing. And um, we'll see what going on with Edge. And like I said, if he's he's gonna make a appearance tonight and maybe set up his program gonna reign or something, we'll see. You have to wait and see. Hope I have some words to say tonight on Raw and go from there. Um Of course, I've been keeping up on anime, and um, I guess right now, um, Atlas just released uh, another English trailer for Persona 5 Royale, which is coming out at the end of March, which is pretty much um, Persona 5, um, pretty much with uh, more gameplay Um, and a new character, more extended universe um, storyline. So, like, another month of doing um, another Phantom Thieves job, and they just released another trailer today, and it's coming out. End of, uh, March. Going for that, um... Pretty much, um... Demon Slayer. One of the big, uh, Franchises The anime got that to last year. Was one of the top animes of the decade last year, um... And, of course, the, the, the manga itself right now has... Pretty much the franchise has about over 4 million copies in circulation. And that's crazy, you know. it's one. It was like one of those sleeper hits. And, um... And, of course, um... The creator, Bleach, um, Kubota, uh, Kubutai, um, he's, his new work is going to be revealed at uh, Anime Japan 2020. The new project he's working on, of course, um, his manga ended a few years ago and the anime kind of ended before then. And of course, the anime kind of drifted off because, you know, the, the manga was still going. The studio, the animated studio that was working on Bleach decided to go on and decided to end it right away. Um, and I saw that um, Ghost in the Shell... Um, is doing a uh, doing a CGI film and it looks like it's gonna come out in April on Netflix, I'm guessing. Um, and of course, uh, like I said, it's like I said, just trying to find news today. It's kind of hard with the cover with Kobe, and you know we wanted to go on today and give our thoughts on Kobe Bryant. So like believe me, guys, it's like affecting us as well. I mean, like I said, I. He was a big basketball guy back in the day, and you know, followed it to a T. Followed Jordan, followed the Bulls in general, and you know, friends and ours. You know, like I said, it's like it like it impacts us hearts. Like you know, it's like like I said, losing a loved one and knowing that they'll want you to move on. You know, it's but it's like it takes a while to process. Um, one thing I did mention we actually went to Target today. <laughs> um, we ended up. I ended up finding, you know, we like to go to the pop culture section. They have the Funko Pops and all this stuff. I am up finding uh, a Zywa, was Zywa Sensei um, from My Hero Academia. I found this Fig Pin, which are kind of hard to find. And of course, Fig Pin, are almost like the new pop dolls. Like, you try to find them and stuff. And it's kind of cool. I was able to find that. Um, of course, uh, just watched the latest episode of My Hero Academia. They starting the whole school festival arc, so they have a new opening and everything. It was kind of cool. They Showing um, Jiro, she's getting like some of the t- the spotlight right now in the opening. and Because um, I read that chapter in the manga. Was, guys, you're going to enjoy if you're following the anime right now. You're definitely going to enjoy this arc. Because it gets to show like the other characters moment to shine a little bit. Because of course it's like, you know, how can you come from that previous week, you know, week before with the whole um, Deku versus Overhaul fight. Which to me was really well done, like the finals of it. And of course the death of um, Sir Night Eye kind of impacted everybody because, and, you know, I loved, I loved how they animated that, that scene. And, you know, Toho and Bones, Studio Bones, did a great job adapting this manga. And, like I said, it's one of the top, you know, superhero mangas that's selling right now. And um, it's, like, the big thing right now. And, and of course, you know, you know, like, I know Pico's not much of an anime guy, so it's, like... <laughs> Just, you know, I keep pushing them to check out My Hero Academia because it's, like, a superhero one. I keep pushing them like, check it out. Or even read the manga as well because, I mean, he takes, a, like, Horikoshi Sensei, like, uh, he takes, like, a lot of um, inspiration from, like, the Marvel heroes. Because even he said, like, he was influenced by Marvel and DC. So he tries to, like, take some quirks, but also, like, to the point, of, like he will get like a lot of fan submissions of characters, and I think one of them was at that sort of manga, which I think was Bubble Girl, was like a fan from a fan contest in Japan. He actually adapted it into um, into the manga, and she was actually working for Night Eyes agency, so that was kind of cool. And one thing I do want to mention on the Marvel Fund, Speaking of Marvel, um, they did uh, cancel production on Hulu's Howard the Duck, then Tiger and Dazzler animated shows. I mean the whole thing was to set up the offenders animated show. Um, it's because the whole Marvel television division is getting got solely integrated to Marvel Studios. So so pretty much, you know, it's going through a restructuring and of course um right now I'm saying Marvel not, we're not, like according to this article from IGN, uh, Marvel will probably not move forward to with Howard the Duck and and Desert. No Marvel Howard Duck, Kevin Smith was tied to the project as well. Uh, they were going to take more from the comic itself, um, and uh, right now, Modoc and Hit are pretty much still in production. I know the cast was announced for Modoc, with Pat Oswald being a producer on that show. Um, and they were, like I said, here they were fired in December due to creative differences. They were supposed to be on a twenty-week schedule for production. We we're writing week fifteen with scripts and outlines completed. We were supposed to toss a sign in favor of a showrunner. Kesu was working on the Howard Duck show and said recently, that's month was so far, so good for the series, according to Flickering Myth. Over the year, the axe has been given to Netflix's four Defender shows, Hulu's Ghost Rider and Runaways and Preform's Cloak and Dagger, Agent of the Shield. Members of Hulu talked up Moldoc and the live-action series Hell- Hellstrom last week. Um, Craigo, who's the you know, Hulu senior VP of the originals, told the Hollywood reporter that he has seen four episodes of the Houser and multiple episodes of MODOK and fan. And like I said, he's looking forward to see what those bring in. Um, Houser will be live action. And like I said, uh, MODOK will be more animated. So, anyway, you can see. Um, looks like, um, I mean, there's still Marvel Souls on there. Like, we're look, I think this year we're looking forward to. I think WandaVision is going to be out this year for Disney+. Plus. And then, like I said, Falcon and Winter Soldier got moved up to August of this year. Of course, um we got, you know, Star Wars Clone Wars up uh, season seven coming out next month. sometime in February on they said they're gonna release episodes on a weekly basis. Hmm. So they're doing the whole weekly format again, with those their original shows right now. Um anything on the Netflix front, Pico? That you seen so far in shows wise that you think um people will enjoy?
1: Um what have I seen? Oh, oh I just finished I finished watching you. I watched both seasons right away. binged it. Uh, It went right away because the the only feel I got from it is that it kind of wanted to resemble Dexter, if you were watching that show. Uh, It's just like that. The character is very sociopathic and psychopathic, but I can see why girls are, like, falling from it. The memes are hilarious. Uh, yeah, show and my coworkers
0: are worth it. They keep telling me, have you seen you? It's
1: good. It's all right. Like, the guy does a good job. I can see him. He plays a creep very well. Um, I can see why it got a, it got a, a cult falling right away. Um, but and that, like, that that show, I binged it so fast because it's, like, ten episodes each season, but both seasons are definitely different. Um... You do need to see the first season to kind of get glimpses of the second, but they both are definitely different. Um, and it's, it goes by quick because I think the the story leaves you kind of wanting more, which I think is, is what one of the high notes for it mm-hmm. is that it does it does it doesn't take itself too seriously, but it kind of does, and it uses it doesn't give you too many characters, so you get bombarded with too many storylines. It's kind of pretty good and it does a good job being linear towards the main character that uh what's the guy's name? 10 Badge Lee plays, um, Joe hmm. Goldberg. Uh, but it's good. Um, that's the only show I've watched so far. Uh to, to kinda of get through that. Um, uh, so I'm looking to see what I can find up next. I don't hmm. have anything else.
0: Um I've seen at least. I mean like I said, I've been like bouncing around and keeping up with me it's more like I anybody mean, went back and started watching like the D C universe well i am finish up the Elseworlds um, crossover. And then I'm probably going to jump back into The Flash and Arrow and try to finish those shows. And then once um, the new seasons come out, probably catch up on that because I do looking forward to the Crisis of the Earths um, crossover event, which pretty much feature pretty much anyone that's anyone in the DC and um, TV show universe. Um, I know CW, they renewed the other shows. I know they just green-lighted... Um, Um, Lois, Superman Lois. So they're going to have the characters from the, you know, from the DC TV universe um, on Batwoman. They got renewed for a second season. Um, Black Lightning got renewed for another season. Flash, Supergirl, Legends of Tomorrow. I still got to go back to Legends of Tomorrow as well. Um, And The Flash, they all got renewed for another season. Um, Even The Charm got in Roswell, New Mexico got renewed as well. Riverdale as well, too. Uh, of course, you know, Arrow ending, you know, it's because honestly, that was like the big thing that started pretty much everything. And people were thinking, oh, they made Arrow like Batman. I mean, yeah, it's somewhat because, I mean, Green Arrow in the comics, he wasn't like people didn't respond to him that well because it, he was kind of like Bruce Wayne, you know, he came from a rich family. And people thought, oh, a Robin Hood inspired hero, but in I mean, For this show, like, for me, I came across it when it was on Netflix, you know. And it became a big thing where, man, this guy was... I mean, I remember, like, the old Justice League in the past, you know, Green Arrow didn't get as much of respect. He did, but this character gave him a tragedy and what his draw to be, you know, a vigilante. Give him that dark and greedy Batman, you know, inspired by tragedy. Work yourself hard. Go through struggles. You know, your desire to save the city that you're trying to protect and the family you're trying to, you know, keep close. And if it we weren't for the success of this show, we wouldn't have seen these other shows. We wouldn't have seen Supergirl. We wouldn't have seen like a Flash or you know Legends of Tomorrow. Legends of Tomorrow featuring characters you never heard of. And these were characters that were brought up you know in Arrow, in Flash until they got their own spinoff. John Constantine, you know, he had a show for one on NBC. Of course, that guy canceled. Honestly, NBC is not for him. Supergirl shows. I have to say it. They're not the big John. That's not their biggest draw. NBC's biggest draws like Law and Order, those serious dramas like Chicago Fire and all that stuff, and comedy. That's the only draws I see NBC. When it comes to hero, hero stuff, I'm sorry, they tried. They tried that one with the powers thing with the you know the insurance agency, the Clara Damage Agency, seeing the DC Universe, and the DC Universe. They tried to make that like a work- workplace comic comedy in the, in the superhero. It was kind of an interesting concept. It's just... I think they felt they didn't generate enough, and then they tried to do... Like I said, they tried Constantine Eiffel, and they tried another superhero show, and it didn't work as well. I would say that's the big draw was comedy, and, you know... And like I said, with this, you know, the Arrow and stuff, you know, it it started everything. Hmm. It, because I'm a big I'm a big Marvel guy. Like, you know, I, I love Spider-Man. Like, DC, I was always Batman. But this gave me another... Like, I could be not just a fan of Batman, but I could be a fan of the other characters as well. Because it's like, there's other characters behind the main three, besides Wonder Woman, Superman. But now, you can see now, there's more people like, oh, there's a lot of fans of Arrow. a lot of fans of Flash. There's a lot of fans of Constantine now. It's like, it's kind Constantine's of on Legends of Tomorrow, so you get to see more of Sean Constantine. So you get to see him as well. And you get to see other characters like the White Canary, the Black Canary, um, you know, Firestorm, or... Captain Cold and, you know, Heatwave, you know, I see them and, you know, other characters you never heard of who were villains, but now they're like like heroes now. And then, you know, with The Flash, his struggles as well, you know, making these characters like human almost. Yeah, The Flash's got, you know, abilities, but he's human. And I haven't seen Black Lightning. Batwoman, I haven't seen. I just saw her appearance in Elseworlds. Worlds. They got, they got Ruby Rose did a good job, you know. She's, Did Your guy Was Batwoman. So it's like, I gotta, I gotta look forward to that series and, um, like I said, the actors are getting for these roles is crazy and it's tough to see Steve Amell, you know, hang up the, the cow, hang up the, the arrow. But I think he's working on another show for stars called Heels. Doesn't matter what he's working at. I think it's in the, to the world of pro wrestling because he's a pro wrestling fan. But it's like on the dark side of it. But he's going to be, it's him working on that show for it. Um, so, I'll say anime recommendations, guys. I do have some recommendations. Since Andy's watching, since Biko watched you. um, Like I said, a lot of my coworkers were talking about you. Like, definitely check it out. If you're into, you know, psychopaths and stuff. And, you know, kind of give you, like, that thrilling edge. Um, When it comes to, like, animes right now. When it comes to the winter animes. there's, like, ones I do recommend for you guys that just came out. Let's see if I can pull them up for the, the winter animes. Here we go, new anime. This is from um, this is from Anime News Network, which is one of my go-to sources when it comes to like anime, and they have like I kind of like for the fact they have this like a uh, preview guide for the winter seasons, so they got like season ones. And they tell you where to look for it. Um, I did mention a little bit of it invaded. Um, there's another one I do want to mention, um, which is like um, uh, I talked about it invaded last last episode. Um, there's one called Send Academy you know Biko. You went to like an animal show or something yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, this one's called Sentinel Kami. I was talking to, to you about it yesterday. Basically, it's um, it's called Sentinel Kami. Welcome to the pack. Um, it's one of the new animes. It's currently on Crunchyroll right now. They show new episodes on Mondays. Um, basically, here's the premise. This is from Anime News Network. Right now, the community gave it about three point four right now with stars. Oh, this was the rating right the first episode, but. Pretty much what it is. Um, Jin's high school is a little different than your average school. At Senden Kami, almost all the students are h- animals. Only Jin and Hitomi are very representing the human animal. Ever since I um, had a fortunate incident in which he was stripped by bears saving a wolf pup, Jin hasn't really liked animals. So when he was a kid, he saved a wolf pup. And here, and so this is very close to hell for him. It's only made worse by the paid consort Ranka, who she's a lone wolf girl looking for a pack. She desperately wants Jin to join hers, but he's very not much not interested. He can also can't ignore Ronka when her desire for a group leads her into a few bad situations looks like Jin's not going to have a school experience he was hoping for but different doesn't mean bad right um pretty much um and here this is from like you know I mean you' pretty much um the animals depicted here the girls are pretty much like you're like almost like human looking but they have like the animal ears and the tails. So they'll they'll have the the representations of the animals they're portraying. While the males look like real giant versions of uh of ethnomorphic versions of real animals. But it's kind of cool is they give you animal facts and they kind of portray it as much as they can. Well, it's like a school type of slice of life type of thing setting, but school but it's kinda of almost like a comedy. And then it's back in that back And it's funny with the wolf girl, like she's like, you know, because, you know, they come in kind of packs and stuff, so she wants to start home pack. But she wants to have friends as well, so she's trying to start pack but having, like, friends. So they all started to start, to start like, a cooking club. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of funny. Um, here, if you want to look at the screenshot here, look at this. It's, like, pretty much, see how he's the only human male, but the kind of the males are the actual real animals. And it's kind of funny because the student, like, the faculty staff are dinosaurs.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So one of the teachers is, like, a T-Rex. So it's kind of funny. He's wearing a suit and everything. So they all wear clothes, guys. So it's like, they're all clothed. And the girls, like, here, let me pull up, uh, like, a little screenshot right here. You see this one's a zebra. So as you can see, she's she's pretty much got the ears sticking out. So it's one of the new things I do recommend if you're want, if you into, like, school, setting animes, a little slice of life, like comedy, I do recommend. Um, the Setting Academy, Welcome to the Pack. If you want to learn about animals and stuff, um, currently it is on Crunchyroll or, or Verve, if you guys have Verve. Um, which I do because you get crunch real high dive, so you get oh, so I get my anime fix from those, those channels. Um, another one I do want to mention that's kind of interesting that you know caught my attention. Um, it's called a uh, Plunderer, um, pretty much in Plunder. It's really, it's on Funimation now that I've seen so far. Um, pretty much it's on they show it on Wednesdays. Um, pretty much in the world. In the world of plunder, pretty much everyone has a number somewhere in their body, and that number increases each time a person accomplishes a feat particular to them. Um, pretty much, th- they got numbers. It could be numbers saying, you know, say you get a number for walking, or you run a restaurant, and for every good review, you get a number. And what happens is, if your number reaches zero, if you get, it can also decrease based on negative accomplishments. So, say you got a bad review, that lowers your number down. So once it gets zero, pretty much um you get dragged into something called the abyss in the show. And pretty much this girl named Hina, um, she pretty much her goal they showed that she she got a thing called a ballot from her mom. Her mom's last instruction was to go lo look for this person called a legendary ace. It gave him a, a ballot that's the mark with 10,000. And pretty much uh She's known as a ballot holder, which apparently is legal. I don't know why, but so basically, her mission is to try to find the a legendary ace, who were like these heroes and legends from a war that was like 200, 300 years ago, and um, and that was her number. Her number was like four hundred and something in the first episode because she's travel all these miles to look for the legendary ace, and sort of she come across against this guy who's pretty much wears a weird masks and you know carries a sword later on he has this cool ass red cape but he's like a womanizer almost so it's kind of hilarious he gets like and he has a number of a negative 999 and he's like that's the number of times I got rejected by women <laughs> so he's got a negative number and people are like I was getting a negative number but he has a apparently he's a legendary ace because he has a ballot his sword's a ballot so it has a number of it and a star so that's pretty much offsetting his number so it's Based on the first few episodes I do recommend guys If you like that whole Fantasy setting Because I think it's kind of cool That you're seeing You know You're ranked by a number And because there's In this world It's like um, Based on your numbers You know If you're If you have a higher number You have some kind of authority Over the lower number people So it's kind of like Doing a commentary On the class system Like the bad Medieval class system almost Or uh, Our day today, You got the You know The rich And the working class Kind of death setting, but it's like a commentary in it. But it's like a fetish setting. It's like a fancy setting. Um, There's some comedic moments, you know, with you know Lick and his name is Lick, um, and you know, and I, I like it. It's interesting, and it's just funny where um, where they got the numbers on their bodies because her he knows numbers. Her number is like right by her thigh. And licks are uh, numbers, like, on his wrist or in his hand. And then one of the girls they meet, she runs, like, a traveling restaurant. Her number's on her... On her left breast, I believe. And... It pretty much just paid number of... Uh, her number's ranked by, like, reviews. Or, like, good reviews on her restaurant uh, cooking and stuff. So, definitely check that out. It's called Plunderer. That would be my recommendation for you guys, for anime-wise. Um... Other than that, you know, we got Sonic the Hedgehog coming out next month. I'm looking forward to it. And it comes out February 14th. I'm going to try to see it possibly that weekend it comes out. You know, with all, you know, Sonic redesign, And, of course, you know, doing a lot of promo work right now. Dumb. Jim Carrey and the cast are doing a lot of promotional tour work for it. I mean, my expectation for that is, like, hopefully, it. you know, like I said, video game movies have a tough top reputation. I know we did an episode focused on video game movies. So hopefully this will break that genre, you know that you can't adapt a game into a movie. Um, it'd be Glenn. Any films you're looking forward to seeing in the next month or two? Um,
1: I don't know because I don't really know what's coming out. I have no idea. Uh, I don't really have movies in my mind that I really want to see this year because they're all reboots.
0: Um, I know we like, did the whole thing on reboots. <laughs> yeah, I, don't,
1: I don't know. I don't really have any movies. That
0: I'm looking forward to right now. All right, and um, I don't think I have anything else left to say. I know this has been a weird episode because, like I said, the whole thing with Kobe Bryant kind of impacted us. So we just wanted to uh, watch documentaries, I
1: guess,
0: guys. Oh yeah, definitely. There's some documentaries, guys, that uh, on Hulu, and uh, I think Hulu's got some good documentaries as yeah. well. That you guys, I haven't see There's one I got to see in particular, but um, hopefully next week we'll have more. I know we were supposed to have our Uncle Sal. But, unfortunately, he couldn't uh, make it. So, we're going to try to get together with him, possibly in April, for WrestleMania. Um, Like I said, uh, that's all we got for this week. Um, You know, hopefully by next week, we'll have something to share with you guys. Like I said, this whole tragedy that happened yesterday kind of impacted us. But we wanted to, you know, come out and, you know, at least give you guys an episode this week. It's going to be a little bit shorter than usual. But, hopefully, by next week, we'll have something that we'll spend, like, a good hour, hour and a half talking about. So... That's it. Um, make sure to check out the backlog of episodes of Talking Pop with the Fanchise and Biko on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. For those where you get your episodes on, um, make sure to check out our merch store, teespring.com slash Talking Pop. Check us out. We got shirts. We got, t- we got hoodies. We got, you know, tank tops. We got different sizes available for men and women and kids. Um, we got coffee mug. Um, we also got, like, you know, stickers so you can stick on your locker. Um, definitely do that. Um. Make sure, uh, if you want to tweet anything to me at thefanchise85, you can check out our Facebook page. um, Look us up on Facebook. Look for Talking Pop with the franchise Miko. We usually post links to the episodes. And if you want to post a question on there, go right ahead. Um, Any support you guys can can would be really helpful. I'd like to thank Anchor, who's our sponsor for our podcast. Um, They've been really helpful getting our podcasts out there on different platforms. Definitely. Big thank you to Anchor for helping us out. Um that's all I got for you guys. As always, I'm the franchise am Biko. Geek on and take care. Hey, it's the franchise from Talking Pop with the Franchise and Bico. So let you know we have a storefront. It's Teespring.com slash talking pop. We got shirts, we got tank tops for men, women, kids we also got hoodies and sweatshirts um we actually have coffee mugs and we have an iphone case and a samsung case with the pops or not logo on there also we have stickers so you can put on your locker on your laptop wherever you want to put those stickers on there so right now if you go to teespring.com talkingpop and when you go to check out use the promo code TalkPop and save five dollars on your order support the podcast as always geek on and take care